Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Brendan Escott, Cam Boone, back for the final half hour of the show. Oilers now looking to link up with uh, Stu McDonald here. Um, shortly. We're going to tell you about the single yeah. game tickets available. Uh, they had the power packs. Those are all sold out. Uh, this is it, as if this wasn't the hottest ticket in town when the team was not performing. Now that it is performing and we're talking about deep postseason aspirations, yeah, this is an uh, awfully hot ticket. So we'll uh, we'll endeavor to link up with Stu here but 780-496-0063 lots of texts from that uh, last half hour there and uh, it was a wide ranging conversation. B yes. says uh, Connor, Connor's a 6.5 liter with a V12 819 <laughs> horsepower Ferrari engine. Yeah, something like that. I like something, that. something along I those like lines. It. Well, you know, he's driving uh, maybe not only the bus or the van, but he's driving ticket sales. Yeah. And let's talk about that with the Chief Revenue Officer and President of Oilers Entertainment Group, Stu McDonald. Stu, you're on with Brendan and Cam today. How's it going? Excellent. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, we're doing good today. Oh, yeah. We're holding her yeah. down. Uh, holding her down in the absence of Bob. Uh, but wanted to chat with you. Obviously, we've got the season coming up right around the corner. We're about a month and a half away, I guess, from puck drop on the real deal. But such buzz with the guys coming to town soon. And uh, and what a good opportunity to get you on the air to, to share with our listeners uh, the opportunity to get single game tickets now. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to think that uh, we're already on uh, the edge of training camp now. It's a couple of weeks away to get that going, and that uh, so our, our individual game tickets will go on sale tomorrow morning at eleven at demonstrators.com, and it it'll be kind of the, our last big on sale of the summer. We've had uh, we had huge season seat sales back through playoff time, um, which we kind of repeated what we did last year, and then followed that up with uh, our power pack sold out um, when we put them on sale about four weeks ago. And so this is next chance now for uh, one of the fans to get a to be able to select game by game or a package of games if they want, uh, but collect them. But uh, we're, we'll definitely have uh, a more limited amount of tickets available than our fans have seen in the last few years, just because of the fact our season seek base continues to grow. And so anyone interested, we encourage them to get on as uh, soon as uh, as they can to 11 a.m. tomorrow to make sure they're not disappointed. Does that include the Heritage Classic? Those ones actually are on sale because of those tickets are, are actually managed by the National Hockey League as opposed to the Oilers. Um, they've been on sale. They've got limited availability now, but you can actually go on uh, even through uh, the Oilers site now and look for single game tickets, and you can get access to purchase the games for the October 29th Outdoor Battle of Alberta. Lots of different themed games, Stu, that I'm looking at here. Uh, obviously, everything from Indigenous Celebration Night, Hockey Fights Cancer, some of the things we're uh, familiar with but you've got a whole slew of different themes this year. Yeah, and I, I, the one thing we saw, I think the the biggest theme, which probably isn't a surprise to, to hockey fans, the biggest theme we saw is the in the power packs, the two packs that took off with the biggest demand immediately were the first two visits uh, by Connor Bedard coming in with the Blackhawks. So there's a little bit of on ice promotion, a little wow. bit of off ice, but our certainly it's probably the the most extensive off ice 
promotional schedule we've had for a lot of fun nights as you said from um, starting off with the the home opener on October 14th then we've got uh, as part of a huge outdoor game weekend that uh, Thursday leading into it's our Hall of Fame induction and we'll have uh, uh, this year's inductees announced over the coming weeks uh, so that'll be a fun night to, to be in the building and then obviously kick off everything related to the outdoor game um, the uh, we've got a chance we're going to announce shortly another community we're going to celebrate in oil country last year we uh, celebrated white court both in their community and at uh, one of our home games we'll be doing that again on November 4th uh, as you mentioned uh, indigenous night on November 13th so yeah there's a full list all available on emersonoils.com under the the schedule promotional schedule tab on the website but a ton of options and and I, and I think the other which sometimes we we skate right by is but the team, the Oilers, put on the ice on a nightly basis, featuring you know certainly some of the the game's greatest players globally suiting up for us on a nightly basis. Are, are certainly worth the price of admission on their own. We are very fortunate, <laughs> Stu, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> It's easy to take it for granted, yeah. though. Like it, it's it's funny, and you, we, we were talking about that when we saw, you know, the the demand for the Connor Bedard games when Chicago comes in. And uh, it, it's almost like you drive by the fact that we get watched Leon and Connor and Nuge and the group on a nightly basis every time you come to the rink. So, um, but I think that, that that's, we're fortunate enough that that's just part of the base package coming in, and then hopefully we add to it by either the visiting team or some visiting stars, or uh, certainly on some of the promos that we've got lined up over the year. Chatting with the president and chief revenue officer of OEG, Stu McDonald. Any alumni events you're anticipating to incorporate with that Heritage Classic, or is is that something that the league also controls? Yeah, the, the entire weekend's planned out by the NHL. The one thing that has changed from when we did it uh, the first ever in uh, back in 2003, uh, and all our fans certainly remember the outdoor, the, the alumni game that took place in front of the NHL game, uh, that cool, breezy Saturday afternoon at Commonwealth. Uh, but the league made a change from a, uh, hockey operations standpoint a number of years ago and uh, really for the protection of the the quality of the ice for the protection of the players from injuries um, that they've uh, long since adopted a, a format where the game usually takes place later in the afternoon so the direct sun on the ice isn't a significant issue um, more for softening the ice and that that's the only event that takes place on the ice up to that point so there isn't a, there isn't a secondary game so there won't be an alumni game uh, associated with their Classic this year, but we will definitely have a number of alumni in and a number of events yet to be announced. So our fans will certainly be able to see uh, some of the Oilers' greats uh, over the last 40 plus years. Because it has been you know, such a long time since we've had uh, Heritage Classic here, I would guess, Stu, that the the enthusiasm, the response has been uh, pretty good. It, it has. Uh, so there's there's a limited number of seats now. The NHL still got holds that they're working through from a, a lot of uh, probably North American commitments, and we're hoping we'll see a few more of those released in uh, you know in the coming weeks. Um, but there's a limited selection out there, and I think everyone just it, it's such a great memory back to what we experienced in 2003. This one's a month earlier than that schedule, so hopefully the the temperature is brisk but not freezing. And uh, but it, it certainly is going to be a memorable one. And to to go from playing the Habs back in three to having it a battle of Alberta this year like I don't think you can follow it up uh, any better and I think it's just going to be a, a terrific weekend right through here in uh, in oil country 
you kind of hinted to this, Stu, but I wonder with the success of the team, you know, just what this has meant. The fan base is is so passionate, and that was on display even when the team's performance wasn't what it is now. Has it made it a harder ticket to come by these days to for anybody that's looking to get in, whether it's a power pack, whether it's season seats? Uh, you know, are you seeing increased demand based on the product that's been on the ice the last few years? Uh, we are, and I think you know it's, it's hard to believe, but two years ago, you know, we're in the middle of the the COVID season when we're down to fifty percent capacity and no food and beverage in the building, and the World Juniors have been canceled, and and you look and go, boy, is you know how long is it going to take for the game to recover? And, and I think anyone looking at that point, like, this could be four or five years. And for us to bounce back to the levels we have, I think thanks in large part to the passion for Oilers playoff games and the club's been in the playoffs the last years and probably, you know, even more so the Battle of Alberta we saw two years ago. But it really, really supercharged the demand for tickets and we saw seasons take off. We were at probably in the 11,000 range, you know, three quarters of the way through the, the COVID season in 21-22 and uh, you know for anyone who asked to cancel their seats or pause their seats we did right by all of them and did that so there was a lot of seats available uh, but they started moving with that playoff run we sold over 2,000 new seats last summer uh, through playoffs and in the off season and kind of thought that might be it like there might you know, certainly is always a few hundred new you, you'll bat into it but uh, you know we're up to over 1,500 new season seats again on top of last year's base and we had high renewal so we're actually approaching uh, quickly approaching our seat and seat cap uh, which sits at about fourteen and a half thousand seats so that we can ensure we still have individual game tickets and group tickets available for the marketplace um, that we put a cap on our seasons and uh, it's definitely under 400 seats to go and and moving quickly still so I think that and then that results high demand for season seats results in increased demand for power packs and and then the two of those means a little bit less inventory for single games across the board. But the great thing is, I mean, if, if there's two options, there's always two options on individual game tickets. When when they're on sale directly from the club primary and our big releases tomorrow at 11, uh, or once our fans post them on fan-to-fan resale on the same site. So any fans who've been on will see the blue dots are seats that the club has released, um, and then the pink dots are the ones that our fans have put out uh, and are willing to resell for games. And, and that market a little bit more dynamic. Um, occasionally you can get a deal here or there on some games, and uh, but, but like a lot of the games are, are uh, priced based on demand, priced above the individual game price that we put out tomorrow. So um, lots of options still to get it. The, the, the sports industry, like the concert industry, is a, a long way removed from the days where sold out meant sold out. There's always fan-to-fan resale available. But for the best selection and guaranteeing your price going in, uh, tomorrow's our next big day for all of our fans. So get on it tomorrow is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate this a lot, Stu. Is there anything else? Uh, I think we've covered a lot, but is there anything else that you want people to know here while we've got the captive audience? No, I think that's, you look at, we're, we're certainly excited to come back. I, I think the, our players have done a great job uh, from the day after the season ended to set expectations high for us. I think the the uh, changes in our hockey ops department, adding Jeff Jackson in as a new hockey ops CEO um, and adding to, to our leadership there, to the signings of players offseason, including Connor Brown. I think all of them have just led all of us to, to, to have a lot of enthusiasm for getting the puck drop and, and I think the 
the, the big piece is the fact we're moving closer to that than uh, to the home opener on October 14th. Just excitement continuing to grow. So no, it, it's been been great. Obviously, always want to uh, thank our fans across oil country for their passion for this team. It it is crazy, uh, and uh, we're hoping that we're getting closer to rewarding them with exactly what they'd like to bring home to oil country. Stu, we had Ken Reed on earlier, and he said he's a, he's a hockey romantic. And I think I'm a little bit the same because there is something about a game day. And I love game day, but when you come to the rink early and I walk through Ice District and it's starting to build and I see people in Oiler jerseys and they're fired up for the game. And then once Ford Hall starts to fill up, there's there's just that anticipation of the game. And then when the game's over or, or when I'm in Studio 99 during the pregame and people fired up and everybody's got a jersey on and after what it's like through ice district it's just i i think it's magical i think it's special and i i, I absolutely uh, think all those things we are pretty lucky aren't we yeah and i think you know you you hear from the players a lot this their perspective on how fortunate we are to get, have a, a hockey NHL hockey club playing in oil country uh, with the passion of the fans not not just you know over the last couple of years with playoffs back but you know, over, over the last 40 plus years through thick and through thin they've always been there uh, to support the team to to make it one of the toughest buildings to play in uh, uh, from an opposition standpoint especially at playoff time and uh, I think we, we're all part of the same family we, we all want the same thing and we all want to enjoy a great journey on the way to that ultimate goal. Appreciate the time this afternoon. Stu, we'll see you around the rink real soon. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank All you. Right. Stu McDonald, the President and Chief Revenue Officer of Oilers Entertainment Group. Where are you going to be tomorrow near 11 a.m.? You're going to be near your computer, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. We'll be back to wrap Oilers Now up after this. This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Just sharing a laugh with Cam in the booth here talking about how fanatical the Oilers fans really are. I mean, you can make, like, there's a, a quote-unquote game day experience, but you can have an entire, like, day yeah. of it now because of what they've done with the Ice District. The vision of this all coming together is the entertainment plaza. You can go there. You can eat at a restaurant for a couple hours before the game. Go catch the game. Get liquored up or whatever it is you like to do. And then you've got somewhere to hang out even after the game's over. So it's... um. Yeah, and, and oh, by the way, the team on the ice, they're a lot of fun to watch. They really are. I, I just, I love that vibe before the game, during the game, after the game. It's fun. It's really fun. And it's it's great to be around, be a part of, especially after the Oilers win. It's just, it's an amazing atmosphere and, and all of it. And I don't take it for granted on a nightly basis. To me, it's incredibly special. Yeah, uh, the uh, <laughs> the crowd control security barriers that they've had to put to separate at least a couple of feet from the glass, the zoo exhibit that is the media room after oh, a yeah. game at home. Uh, they've had to put the people barriers in there because it's just too rowdy. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday in February or the middle of the playoffs. There is a zoo going on outside. People who and hollering, climbing things right outside the Gretzky statue there. They're banging on the windows. They're pounding on drums. Sometimes you get a little drum effort from the guy that's got a bunch of those 10-gallon pails. Yeah. 
it's a lot. It's a scene. And I know that <laughs> if you've been scene. to a game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, it's it's an experience. It's not just the, the money that you're spending to go watch the game on the ice for 60 minutes. It's a whole thing now. And, again, this is likely what the vision was in the first place. It's taken a few years to get yeah. it all toward completion. Um, you got to figure an all-star game or a draft can't be too far down the road for a team that's got the best player in the world and is contending for uh, Stanley Cups. Exactly. That, that's what you can hope. And it's all great exposure for a market that we know how awesome it is. It's going to be fun to be able to share that with the rest of the world again coming up real soon here. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Join the four-night Nashville road trip. Fly non-stop with Flair Airlines. Watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Big day in 2012, the team signing right winger Jordan Eberle to his six-year $36 million contract extension on the heels of a career-best 76-point campaign. Played five more seasons in Edmonton, failing to reach that 70-point plateau, and then was shipped to New York one-for-one for Ryan Strom. Ryan Strom. Yeah. Who then turned yeah. into Ryan Spooner. Oh, baby. Yep. Who then turned into nothing. That's right. That was a pretty difficult time for a lot of Oilers fans. Now, we have completely turned the page. That was 11 years ago now. Yeah. Think that, about that. Isn't that crazy? Woo-hoo. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Remember, remember Eberle, that first goal he scored against Calgary? Unbelievable! Yeah, that was that was amazing. I just remember how electric that was. That was oh, what a goal! Well, he was the guy coming out of junior that was the world junior hero, Captain Canada. Maybe the best junior player, not in terms of his junior career, but in terms of what he did for Canada's oh, world yeah. junior team. Maybe the best player ever to don the Maple Leaf at that level. Certainly one of the most clutch. <laughs> yeah, he was he w- a solid four years with the Regina Pats. Mm-hmm. And when he w- came out of junior, he was ready to play in the NHL. And still, he did. Still contributing. Had a Elf. great year for Seattle. For sure. There was, there was lots of you texting us at 780-496-0063 <laughs> saying, hey, is... Uh, is that really available out of Seattle? And the answer for the Kraken having a 100-point season of their own was absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, he's a big part of, of what they're doing right now. And they were good. They were good last year. They were. Just looking through a couple of texts here, 780-496-0063. Logan wants to know what the demand for tickets is going to be for that first meeting against Vegas. Logan expects oh. a line brawl right off the first face-off, especially if Petrangelo is on the ice. There's going to be a bounty on his head. <laughs> ah, 20 years ago, yeah. 30 years ago, without a doubt. This upcoming year, no, because you know who's going to be in-house for that first game? Probably George Peros. I, if I was the the, the leader, the department had a player safety. Knowing what happened in that series last year, I would probably be in the building for that first meeting. That's just me. I don't know. Petrangelo will probably still have to tilt. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he should. Yeah. But you know, when you see, and we've talked about this in the spring, when you saw the players going up to him with the fake slashes, and you know, that's not something you forget. 
And no. Leon wasn't really the same player after that incident either. So we won't know for sure how much that impacted him, but that was the nastiest play I've seen in a game that I've oh. been watching in a long time. Yeah, and incredibly hard to fathom how the uh, the suspensions were equaled out there. That That's tough. <laughs> That was tough to take. Where do I buy these 10-gallon pails that you speak of, says Oz? (laughs) I believe at Home Depot you can go pick up a 10-gallon pail. (laughs) See, I appreciate a little bit of humor. Jim Vandermeer with the assist on that Everly goal, says Colin. Oh, yes! (laughs) Good pull. The Vandermeer is getting some love this week. Uh, Texture says, Leon won't do anything about it. Didn't do anything when it happened. He let everyone else deal with it. Yeah, that's because he wanted to stay in the game and help yeah. his team win a playoff series. That would be my guess. Ken Ken says, another story is how Shirelli traded a cow for a, a handful of magic beans <laughs> twice, but still looking around for a beanstalk as a reward, says Ken. <laughs> That's painting a picture. That's pretty good. Warren says, hey man, the text, or the target rather, is actually on George Peros. I stood next to him. I'm not going there. He's he's a frightening individual even these days. But one whose decision-making is certainly called into question a lot more than you would like for somebody in that position. This day in Oilers history, again, brought to you by New West Travel. Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated over 50 years now. If 15 Edmonton and area locations, one of which Ken Hitchcock used to frequent, as I understand it. They've got four more in Calgary, one in Red Deer. They're branching out to Saskatchewan as well. You can head online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. This was a fun one. We it promised was. it would be. It, it's it's the summer. It's the last week. So we get to have the odd laugh or two with a guy like Ken Reed. I hope that you laughed along with us. That was great for uh, for us to, to chat about. Later tonight, it's Reed Wilkins hosting Inside Sports. That's from 6 to 8 on 6.30, Chad. You'll hear from CFL Hall of Fame receiver and the current Calgary Stampeders receivers coach, Nick Lewis. Whoa! Oh, yeah. He was a big part of that uh, Labor Day series for a long time. That's coming up and Edmonton's got some momentum heading into it. You'll also hear about uh, the Golden Bears football season which is set to start uh, soon. Yeah. soon. They got a preseason one this weekend and then the next weekend they host uh, University of Manitoba. Hockey-wise, the Bears, as somebody pointed out, also opening up. Claire Drake will be rocking on Friday night, McEwen, McEwen there. Yeah. Get the crosstown rivalry for that one. The Drake is always rocking, so that'll be a good time for Love sure. Love the Drake. Lots coming up tonight on Inside Sports. Up next, Kevin Robertson with a Global News update, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the drive, Ted Henley from 3 to 6 o'clock. Brendan and Cam, we're back for one last day this summer. Hope you'll join us tomorrow at noon. So long.